3: Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. We're in the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. 10,000 recommended installers. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. It's the way that tire buying should be. Well, normally we talk about football. But it seems we got ourselves a basketball story, kids, huh? You heard from Dan Byer. If you're just joining us, if you're just turning on the radio, our long national off-season nightmare is over. Damian Lillard has been traded to the... Nope. To the Milwaukee Bucks. Whew. To the Milwaukee Bucks. So, Damian goes from the garden spot of Portland to the garden spot of Milwaukee. And I love the trade from the Bucks' perspective, right? You lose Drew Holiday, tremendous defensive player, leader, big shot maker, okay? But, and Grayson Allen, good bench player. But you get an upgrade there, right? I mean, you're talking one of the elite scoring guards in the NBA. And you had to show, I mean, like, look, you were challenged by Giannis, who... I don't know if he knew this was a possibility, but it does feel like he knew his bus, but it's kind of a challenge, Giannis. Hey, we want to be all in on winning. You can't say you're all in on winning any more than what Milwaukee said today. I love it from Phoenix's perspective. They didn't want DeAndre Ayton. They have three other elite scores, three of the best scorers in the NBA. The last thing they need at center is a guy who, who's a scorer, not a defender. They get Nurkic, and they get DeAndre Ayton's contract off their books. And oh yeah, by the way, Grayson Allen, that's a good bench piece for them, and they didn't have much of a bench before today. So you get Nurkic as your starting five, and you get three pieces, one that'll definitely stick in a Grayson Allen as as a bench piece. And you got that one bloated contract. You know, you obviously have to make the contracts mix, but we'll see what they're able to do in terms of uh, is this their bench or they continue to develop their bench and trade even more pieces for portland, he get some picks but here's the thing that portland said all offseason we were told, hey, the Miami Heat, the best offer you're going to get, take it or leave it with Tyler Hero. And they were like, leave that, no thanks. And Miami thought heat culture, this is the place Damian Lillard wants to go. This is the only place worth going to. We got no state income tax. We got warm weather. We're competitive. All we need is his scoring. Yada, yada, yada. Portland reopened trade discussions, and we heard these other teams, and you could hear the laughter from South Beach. They're not, she's not going there. Once that pride comes for the fall. So what would you rather have if, if, you're, if you're the Portland Trailblazers today? Drew Holiday, who they're probably going to trade and get a bunch of picks in return. DeAndre Ayton, who it's not a good contract, but I think what? There's three more years left of it. And he can score and you gotta spend some money at some time. And they don't need another guard. They have he's their starting center to go along with some really talented young guards. Or Tyler Hero and a bunch of other things that the Miami Heat don't watch. Don't want. The loser in this thing is the Miami Heat. Don't get it twisted. I mean, do you have questions about how it works in Milwaukee? Sure. But Milwaukee now has both Lopez's for size. They have Giannis. They have Chris Middleton. And they have Damien Lode. That is, that's a good roster. Roster. Right. A little bit thin, but a really good roster. The Phoenix Suns, they have Brad Beal. They have Devin Booker. They have Kevin Durant, and now they have Nurkic, right? And Grayson Allen, who will probably come off the bench. They're still going to be in search of the potential to get a point guard, but that's a good roster. It fits much better together. Miami, they lost some of their ancillary pieces, and now you have a team which I don't know how they – remember, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks last year in the playoffs. And that was because they didn't have anybody who could guard, or at that time would guard Jimmy Butler, even though DeAndre, and even though um Giannis wanted to guard DeAndre and they, they didn't do it. But, you know, Middleton's been hurt before. Now you have Damian Lillard? You think they're better? The answer is yes. Win, win, win in this trade. Right? And yes, the Phoenix Suns got worse offensively, but they spread out all that money over four players. And they got a starting center and, an, uh, and a sixth man. Right, that's a smarter approach to trying to win a championship than sticking with DeAndre and who they didn't want to begin with. The Portland Trailblazers got two far better assets and some draft picks, and they'll likely get more when they deal away Drew Holiday. And the Milwaukee Bucks got one of the elite scorers, shooter scorers in the NBA, who fits with how they want and need to play. That's a heck of a trade. And it's a heck of an F-U to Miami, who kind of walked around arrogantly all offseason, thinking, we got Damian Lillard. It's just a case of when, not if. When, not if. Uh, just for full disclosure, Byers a Bucks fan, Originally from the state of Wisconsin, only things at home he doesn't like. He doesn't like. He he likes the the Seahawks and Ohio State. Uh, but what's your reaction to the trade, DB?
4: Yeah, I think it's it's amazing on so many levels. Just to you talked about how the Heat were the big losers in all of this. To keep him out of Miami is you know for a Bucks perspective for a team. There's a lot of layers of this Bucks Heat rivalry, considering they were ousted from Miami in the first round of the playoffs and. Miami was a team that couldn't score, and the Bucks were a team that you thought could defend. And what do you know? The Heat were seemingly scoring whatever they wanted against the Bucks, and so you now have the Bucks being able to uh, take care of that portion of it, of keeping him away from Miami. And it does; it makes them it, it it keeps Giannis happy, but they're the favorites now in the East, and I think that there was a question on them bringing it back if they if you know. Were they better than Boston? Were they better than Miami? Were they better than these teams? Philadelphia is still up in the air. And I just think now Milwaukee's moved themselves into the clear front runners to win the East and to try to win another title. I know there's the long term play of Giannis, but also if you just look ahead to next season, I mean, it's it's all there for them to to win another uh, you know another championship because you mentioned the pieces that are still there. Lopez is still there, Middleton's still there. Those guys are getting a little long in the tooth as well. Middleton's had injuries, so the time may be now but yeah just for the upcoming season, i think it's it's huge for them to to be in title contention.
3: It feels like it's a it's you get 2 years, right? I don't know the contracts of everybody but it feels like this is a good 2 year plan, right? Lillard is i think he's 33 right now. Right, so at 35, eh. But you're going to have two years of being as good as anybody. Giannis, I think there's one year left, right? But I'm I'm guessing with this you can get an extension. Hey, uh, Brooke, as you mentioned, a little bit longer. Brooke and Robin, a little bit longer in the tooth, but still very effective. Uh, But this is a good two years. And then, you know, there was. it's not just keep him out of Milwaukee. also kept him out of Boston, where people thought Boston was a potential Sure, yeah, fair point. You know? And, yeah, that's... But, but here's, here's a big thing for the league. I think there's a lot of other teams in the league that are super happy because the, the Heat have operated on this really, frankly, arrogant sort of, hey, man, everybody wants to come to Miami sort of thing. And remember, Lillard, he couldn't block the trade, but he could say, I'm not going. It's mm-hmm. obvious that Lillard is cool with this trade, right? He wants to, he wants to win a championship. This gives him a great chance. Doesn't really matter. The Miami thing doesn't really matter all that much to to him as much as Miami kind of acted like it did. So I, there's a lot of wins here, but I think a lot of teams around the league, because the thought is, the fear is that a lot of people want to do the LeBron thing and get out of where they are, get, get to where it's warm. No state income tax and you're going to compete. And they swung and miss again at getting a superstar. And you know, I, I think this is a little bit of an F to Miami yeah. as much as it's a win for Milwaukee.
4: Yeah, and it's a good point that, you know, it's around the league kind of feels the same way. That's yeah. the sense that I get even from Celtics fans, I've seen some on social media of saying and and honestly the Bucs are probably the biggest contender to the Celtics, even though the Heat won the series last year. They were like they'd rather have him go to Milwaukee than Go to Miami. And yeah, you're right. I think that the other teams across the league feel that way. And also, how about the Bucks never being mentioned in this conversation?
3: Ever. Yes. That's, that's, that's where you have really good people running this thing. Yeah. is We talked about this a lot back when Magic Johnson was running the Lakers, right? And they were trying to be mentioned in everything. It's like, no. The best teams, the best run organizations, you don't know what is the real G's move in silence. Right? Like neighbor and slay. Yeah. So, I mean, I just. John
4: Horst, I, yes.
3: Yes. I just think that that's what's taking place here, where they came in late and worked out a deal and got the Suns, and the Suns are happy with it, the Bucks are happy with it, and Portland has to be sitting there going like, wait, we were going to get some picks that were going to be bad, and Tyler Hero, and some other stuff they didn't want, and we end up with Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday? Where do I sign up for this?
4: DeAndre Ayton and Drew Holiday. What Although, uh, you said Damian Lillard.
3: Oh, but, De- DeAndre Aiden and yeah, Deandre Aiden, I apologize.
4: ESPN is saying that the Blazers would likely look to move Holiday. Yeah. yeah. And then you get more pieces. You get more... Right.
3: Yeah. You get more draft picks. Yep. And, and by the way, Drew Holiday, like, that's a... There was a lot of talk, and I, I saw Sam Presti's comments about uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, whether or not they would add a superstar. Like, there's the kind of guy that you can add to Oklahoma City. They need a point guard. They need some leadership. They have Shea Gildas Alexander. They got all these other guys. Like, that's the kind of guy that you could... or. You know, can the Lakers put together a package? I don't think they have the picks for it, but that's the kind of guy that fits there. Or, you know, do the Clippers have needed a point guard for, forever? Like, does, does, does he fit there? Um, there's lots of teams that could use a Drew Holiday, which is a, a more likely trade piece to a championship caliber team than a Tyler Hero is. If we're just honest. So I'm not saying it's a win because they got Drew Holiday and he's going to play for the Blazers. I think it's more likely not that he does play for the Blazers and then they trade him. You know, as you, as teams figure out, you know, where they are and what they need. But it's the those are two much better assets than anything the Heat were willing yep. to give up. And the Heat spent all off season like, yeah, we'll be fine with him without him. Like, really? Do you think are the Heat better today or are the Bucks better today? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would would answer the Heat are better today.
4: Yeah. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Butler's got some sour grapes, by the way, saying that the Bucks need to be looked into uh, for tampering. Here, let me just quick play it here. Yo, NBA, man. Y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. I'm just going to put that out there. Y'all didn't hear it from me, but I heard it through somebody. Y'all look at them for tampering.
3: You didn't hear from me, but you just posted on social media? (laughs) You didn't hear this from me. Wait a minute. It's me speaking. (laughs) Hey, Hey, Jimmy. Jimmy. Everybody knows the heat tamper with everybody. Okay? Like, that stuff doesn't work with people. Just doesn't work with people. And the, you didn't hear it from me, but you're posting it on social media? Yes, actually, we did hear it from you.
4: Maybe he's just caught the fumes from that expensive gasoline ah, that he purchased, I saw that, when and, he's driving and he's still a Bugatti. Just baked out of his mind.
3: Dude, how how oh, bad a look is that? For horrible, Jimmy Butler.
4: Yeah, Jimmy so Butler's annoying.
3: driving a Bugatti, mm. which I believe is that a million dollar car.
4: I have so no like, idea. Cars aren't my mo.
3: It's worth more than all of us make in a year combined. Okay, um, and he's complaining about gas prices. Out of touch much? (laughs) Three-team deal. Damian Lillard, if you're just joining us, is now a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. There's a lot of people doing the Scooby-Doo.
1: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
0: There are some things that are too good to keep a secret.
3: what up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio? Hope you're having a great day. Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day from sunny Southern California in the tiewreck.com studios, tiewreck.com. We'll help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, tiewreck.com. Sway tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope you're great hope you're better than Miami Heat are today. That's because Damian Lillard is not a member of the Heat. He was traded. He's a member of the Milwaukee Bucks. Whoa. Big trade in the NBA. DeAndre also moved to the Portland Trailblazers, as was Drew Holiday. More on that to come if you would missed the update from Dan Byer. Get you another one half past the hour. This show is also brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. But it not save it, progressive.com. Give you my thoughts on the trade. Got some thoughts for you on the Cowboys. Daniel Jeremiah is going to join us this hour. We got the press updating you on all the stories of the day. But it's Wednesday. It's the middle of the show, the middle of the day. The middle of our minds is the midway. Stuck in the middle with you. Stuck in the middle with you. Computer not firing. Okay. Is that what we got going? That's What's okay. What's that
6: other song about middle that was popular a few years ago? the middle. Stuck in the middle. Uh, Stuck in the middle with you It's time for
3: Stuck in the middle The Midway So we do a lot of things with the Midway Some we can't repeat But I thought this was a good one And are we giving Dan Byer credit on this one are we giving uh, Jay Stew credit on this one
4: It's all Jay Stew Yeah hey, I didn't all, come all, up with any of the ideas All
3: Jay Stew um, we've had three games, so that's seventeen games. Seventeen games in a season. We've had three games, so we're not at the quarter pole yet. But what's piqued your interest most so far in the NFL season? We're at the, Jay Stew, I will I will not allow you to say Travis Kelsey and um, and uh, Taylor Swift. That's as too much bad. as you want to. Yeah, that's so. too bad. We're gonna say Dan Beyer? I'm sorry.
6: No, we were just saying that the the segment or the midway is, what's piqued your interest most at the one-sixth point? Because it's one-sixth of 18.3. Uh, and this is the point where all the debate shows, it's a common thing that you see. Like, this is a pivotal one-sixth point. And I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. What's what's interested you all most at the one-sixth point?
4: Buyer? There are a bunch of stories in the NFL that intrigue me, but the start of the season with the Miami Dolphins, to me, is the most intriguing. I know there are a bunch, and we're going to hit them, but for the team to go and beat the Chargers in an exciting game like they did, and then... To have a game like they did on Sunday Night Football against the Patriots, a rival, and then to go and put 70 on the Denver Broncos, I think the Miami Dolphins, if there was just one story, I think they are the story, especially with that 70 burger that they had in week three.
3: Okay, I will take the opposite side of that. And if there was one higher in the NFL this year that you thought, all right, they're going to be better. Right? I don't know how good they'll be, but they'll be better. It was Sean Payton to the Denver Broncos. Right? Like, I don't know if they'll be great. I don't I don't really know how much Russell Wilson has long-term in him. But every quarterback he was with, you know, I mean, he figured it out in New Orleans with multiple quarterbacks. He was very good, obviously, with Dallas when he was Tony Romo's offensive coordinator. And then in terms of running a franchise, like, Last year, it was a clown show. This year, they'd have together. They're worse. They're worse. That one's piqued my
6: interest. Chase, too? So, you know, I'm a real positive guy. Um, and I would say the thing that I think is the most positive at the 1-6 turn is... The Cardinals. I think they're proving to the world that they weren't tanking. I, but I've already kind of gone on at length this week about this. The thing that interests me moving forward, since I kind of tend to, to sway to the negative here, is how long before Robert Sala detaches from the trailer of Zach Wilson? Because he took a very bold stance this week. Him saying that, that Zach is the unquestioned decision for quarterback... It's kind of like that office dynamic, or maybe you have like a friendship dynamic, or maybe, Doug, it's like a friend, a husband of a friend of a wife or a girlfriend. Like that one guy that none of the wives like because he's creepy and he does weird things, but your interactions with him are very pleasant and you love the guy. But at some point, you need to make a political decision. When do I detach myself from him? When do I not. Not support him and Robert Sala. I'll give it ten days. I'll give it this weekend, and then the following weekend, and watch. I think he's his language is going to start to go towards. Um, we're going to figure something out. Maybe Zach's not the, not the answer, but it's interesting to me that he took that stance this week because if you read if you read Rich Samini's uh, column today or his uh, his report the Jets' defensive players are pissed off that Robert Sala has taken up for Zach Wilson. That's fascinating to me. The political dynamics within a locker room when a head coach takes up for a quarterback.
3: Hmm. Ramos?
7: I would say, for me, the most interesting part for me so far has been, I think everybody really... And we all know the 49ers are a very good team. But I think the fact that Brock Purdy continues to, like play so well I think people were just like well when we get to next season then he'll just be exposed and they're going to have a lot of trouble and the guy just continues to like just be very good and I think that's intriguing to me that we all not nobody was wishing for him to be bad but we're just expecting like well he'll eventually start throwing picks and get sacked and he'll, he'll really screw up that whole thing and the guy to me seems like he's getting better every week
6: And that that runs contrary to your opinion, right, Doug? You think that the guy's got a pretty low ceiling, right?
3: Yeah, look, I I think he's the same guy every week. I think he's he's good. He's just good to a point. You know, there's just throws that are missed, things that he can't – he necessarily can't do. He's good. He's fine. But I do think they're going to come up on a team that challenges them and that he's going to have to be able to make some of those, maybe not Mahomes-level throws, but higher-level throws that he doesn't make.
6: I didn't want to get through one of these uh, collaborative segments without John bringing up something that we just completely torched. I wanted to make sure we stayed consistent with that, John. Is, is that okay?
7: That's true. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tend to have a, um, a an opinion that most people disagree with on a constant basis. <laughs>
3: uh, in terms of the league, terms of the league, um, I think it does intrigue me does intrigue me, the Josh Allen thing, right? We started the season, Monday Night Football, where, I mean, if he just didn't screw it up, they win the game. He's been much better since, but again, not as high pressure to games since. So, the Josh Allen thing is, you know, the turnover machine Josh Allen is is something to keep an eye on.
2: I,
4: I've got another one that I think could be validated, and this is actually goes back to the preseason, Doug, in a conversation that you and I had. And this, this may be crazy, and it may be crazy because we're two weeks removed, maybe less than two weeks removed, from having a conversation about one of their players maybe not being that good. But I think the Cleveland Browns are a really good football team, and it's because of their defense. Now, we'll find out more about them in Week 4 when Baltimore comes to town. Try to keep Lamar Jackson and them in check. But on that Monday night game, for as bad as Deshaun Watson was, and the conversation about Nick Chubb's you know injuries that defense has given up 3 points to the Bengals 3 points to the Titans and had the Steelers defense score against them twice on Monday night football
3: just and and um Nick Chubb might be back right that would be, is that true I, he didn't tear his
4: acl i heard 6 to 8 months still though with the recovery but
3: Maybe I mean an... no ACL is crazy, and there wasn't multiple ligaments; it was one ligament, you know, and a dislocated knee. So yes, it, it is listed six, to eight months, but it's not crazy to think that you could see him again. But that I, that part yeah. was nuts to me. I thought his I, mean, I, was, I was like, man, there there goes how, his career.
4: How about this oh, this one? CJ Stroud looks like a much better quarterback than Bryce Young in the NFL.
3: good point. And and my thing with Bryce Young is I'm. You know I make a um, I make no bones about it. I saw Bryce Young in high school. I loved him I again, I thought he checked every box except one that was just too far high for him to reach <laughs> I mean he's tiny, and the experiment now he's supposed to be on track to play this weekend in Minnesota. But he he looks even smaller in the NFL.
4: And he's only played in two games. But remember, Frank Reich brought in, hey, we're going to draft a quarterback. I would think, on the surface, it looks like the Bryce Young situation was set up, where you have D'Amico Rhines as the defensive coach with Houston. And and for the three games that C.J. Stroud has played, now they've finally got a win against Jacksonville. I mean, that's... Right now, I mean, again, at the one sixth point of this season, the pivotal one sixth, <laughs> yeah, pivotal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that CJ. Stroud. Raiders are
3: kind of a mess, right? The Raiders are kind of a mess here. That's got to be in there, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, Well, Josh the... McDaniels, a second failure in the in the AFC West.
6: And this weird thing with Chandler Jones that nobody is talking about. He's well, you can't
3: really talk about somebody's mental health. How are we going to talk
6: about I it? I know, but even the absence of an all-pro, a former all-pro just not being there. The fact that it's not being talked about is mysterious. Now, you're right. I don't know how we talk about it. But that, that that's a weird one.
3: I mean, you just talked about it without talking about it, which is <laughs> exactly. a brilliant, genius move by you.
7: Okay, I'm gonna say something that that could be off the wall. Oh no boy! If, and if it is Come off boy. the wall, buckle up.
4: By the way, if you're driving, pull over right
7: now. Can you hit
3: your own? Drop Just John, allow the drivers. Can you, Can you dump yourself?
4: Allow them to get to safety on the side of the road. Just
7: please tell me if I'm wrong or right. But does it seem like there's less running by quarterbacks now? Remember all the talk about all the running quarterbacks, or does it seem like now, like running backs are? I mean, quarterbacks aren't running as much anymore, like they're just po- more like staying in the pocket and less running. Uh, am I noticing is that okay. There's a crash right there. Oh, that should
3: be wrong. That was off the wall. <laughs>
6: it's off the wall. Whoa. Oh,
3: oh. <laughs> my god. I will tell you that John Ramos is wacky. He's part of our wacky morning show team on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> <Man.
4: I didn't- laughs> How dare you, John.
3: Jeez. I didn't say it like
7: I was crazy. I just wasn't sure if that was the right idea. That's what I've observed.
6: I could be 100% incorrect, but please tell me. I, From a serious perspective, it, it's true with Lamar Jackson, right? I mean, isn't he the, he's the quintessential running quarterback? He's just not running a lot right now.
3: Uh, he's 13th in rushing in the NFL so far this year. He's got among quarterbacks. Attempts. No, among all players. <laughs> among I tried to sal- I
6: tried to salvage my wrong point though.
3: Um, Justin Fields is running less. Probably needs to run more. He's got 24 carries. He's 35th in rush. He
4: hasn't field. had that like 70 yarder, right? Yeah, right.
6: That we became accustomed to last But if we've seen year. him throw
3: the football, we know he should run the football more.
6: <laughs> <laughs> and he's the much worse of the two Ohio State quarterbacks in the league, as Dan pointed out in his first point. I'm, I'm, hey, I'm glad somebody gave credit to the
4: Ohio State quarterbacks. It wasn't you know, directly me.
7: And, and by the way, if you could hold on to the crashing sound of the car for my off-the-wall thoughts on this every week, I would appreciate that.
6: Uh, oh, that's yeah. amazing. We need
3: a new segment. That's a new segment right there. I think we can get a sponsored.
6: John Ramos goes off the wall.
3: Off the wall and it's brought to you by Vans. Can we get Vans <laughs> off the wall to sponsor that? I just
4: logged into Sig Alert here in LA. It's all red. The entire thing, Doug. It looks, it looks like veins of blood just I mean, listen, out. we're number one yeah. in
3: Wichita. I'm looking at Wichita's all kinds of car crashes there. We're on Las Vegas. People thought the MGM thing was bad last week. This deal was way worse. Uh, we're on delayed broadcasts in Stillwater, Oklahoma. So, just, I, I warn people, you know, five to seven tonight. So, somewhere in the uh, 6.15, like, be very wary. There's going to be some wild and wacky... Um, cars in terms of directions in which they're going.
4: I'll I'll, I'll say one more thing. I do think that there are a lot of stories. Mm -hmm. How about the Rams? I mean, for I, I I picked them because I thought no, that they would strategically worked. be able to finish last, and it's the same thing with the Cardinals. But maybe the Sean McVay, you know, reinvigorated Puka Nakua has been such an amazing story. Kyron Williams is now their back. I know they it not on on Monday night, but they seem to be like a competitive football team, and the Cardinals obviously have been uh, in their first three games this season. Close with the Commanders, close with the Giants, blew that big lead. The uh, the tanking that uh, I thought was underway in the NFL has been uh, not been the case so far.
3: Well, I mean, uh, who among us is I mean, we're all surprised that the Chargers have found a way to win, to, to lose two games they should win. Should right, be 3-0, that is, yep. It
6: should that, be 3-0. Is,
3: that is stunning that anyone who's watched all three of their games, and they've won only one of the three games which they should have won. I'm kidding. That's, that's sarcasm in my voice. <laughs> the rest is, is surprising, is worth tracking. And that's the Midway. The Midway. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation.
1: Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app.
5: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is.
3: It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Josh Lucas is going to join us upcoming in about mm, seven minutes or so. He's the former director of player personnel for the Chicago Bears. Um, The Cowboys take on the Patriots this week. Wait till you hear Bill Belichick, what he said about uh, Micah Parsons, which is something that we've said about Micah Parsons. By the way, I'd also like to point out, do you guys remember after week one in college football, I said Deion Sanders is saving college football? Did you see that Phil Knight said... Deion Sanders is saving college football. Thank you. Every once in a while, we get things right, and we want to pat ourselves on the back, right? I just learned Discover credit cards is something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double the cash back you've earned. That's right, everything you earn doubled. Cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, those C terms, check it out for yourself at com slash match. This is Bill Belichick, one who was asked to compare Lawrence Taylor, who he coached with the Giants to Micah Parsons.
1: Comparing players like that's not really I would just say like I wouldn't put anybody ahead of Lawrence Taylor period no maybe I'm prejudiced but I mean I saw that guy every day for over a decade and he tilted the field for a decade so until somebody does that and there's a lot of great players I'm not taking away from anybody else there's a lot of great players that have been in this league that are in this league but personally I'm not putting anybody ahead of Lawrence
6: Taylor not yet.
3: Now, I don't think anybody's putting ahead of Lawrence Taylor. This is Sean Merriman who
2: joined us yesterday. Michael Parsons is coming up for the biggest contract in NFL history ever. And I'm not talking about for the defense side of the ball. I'm talking about ever.
3: Wait, you think he'll make more than
2: quarterbacks? Oh yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be I I think it'll be you know, he'll be up in the top seven, top ten, and I'm talking about what quarterbacks being paid. Is he worth that? Absolutely. No question about it. And, you know, I, I, I hate to make the comparison because I hated to be compared to another player when I played and I, vice versa. He's the closest thing that we've seen to Lawrence Taylor. Yeah,
3: so a couple things. I mean, I, I love Sean. He did say he's going to get the biggest contract ever. Then he said he'd get top seven, right? Top ten. <laughs> Just I, I, I did. I caught it. I don't I'm not trying to make fun of Sean, but like, let's catch our breath. He's not getting quarterback money. On the other hand, the part that I did think was smart is like, he's the closest thing. And, and that's really what you, what you say to Belichick. Like, look, obviously no one's going to say he's Lawrence Taylor. But have you seen anybody who is as dynamic? I mean, Micah Parsons just ruins your offense. Just ruins it. He is so fast, explosive, strong, and has this remarkable motor. And look, there's a lot of good defense. Like Nick Bosa's right there in the conversation. T.J. Watt, probably a slight notch below, I think, Nick Bosa. Uh, Joey Bosa in that T.J. Watt sort of variety. Nick's widely considered the best. He's the highest paid defense player. I think Michael Parsons is better. I don't I, I find it hard to have a lot of people argue with you on that one. Josh Lucas joins us. He's a former director player personnel with the uh, with the Chicago Bears. And uh, Josh, there's a lot I want to get to. Uh, first, if you're the Jets, okay, and player personnel guy, you know how this actually works. Uh, what? Why Trevor Simeon? Why? Why did that? You know, I, I know they reached out to to Chad Henney. I liked that one. I thought that would be the guy because. You know, he played for the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville when they were good, and he had been with the Jets previously. He said no. Why was Trevor Simeon the right fit for them?
2: Well, you're talking about what they labeled the best guy available on the street right now. To get in there, start practicing, learn the system, see if he is an option, if Zach continues to struggle. They're going to continue – to monitor what's available you know that's that that's the best available right now, so you're talking sixty four you know some teams are carrying three, so you're talking about the top eighty five plus quarterbacks in the league are on rosters so now you're in that what's available what's realistically available to them how much are they willing to give up you got to bring in cap and cash you know what what's realistic. Um, and how much are they willing to any willing to any up for Gardner Minshew? Would he be? Would Indy move him? You know, Jaco- uh, Jacoby Brissett, Washington. He hasn't played yet. Would they be willing to move him? How about the two thirty-five-year-olds, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill? Would they be interested in those guys? And are those organizations ready to say, "Hey"? We're at a spot where this isn't realistic this year as far as making the playoffs. We need to start thinking ahead. Will we be willing to move one of these you know this player for the best interest of our organization? And if you're the Jets, there's one of those vets who have shown they can play consistent football and not turn it over, can they help us get get you know get to where we want to go? Trevor Simeon, best available on the street. He's not the best available option for them. They have to determine what would they be willing to give up to go get one of these guys that's on a roster right now. The Las Vegas
3: Raiders uh, obviously struggling, and Devontae Adams called out their their culture and stuff happening during the week. Uh, Garoppolo threw a couple bad picks, but they also chose to kick a field goal down eight on fourth down late in the game. Uh, What do you think about what's going on with the Raiders? Well
2: talking about the decision specifically, I'm sure that came down to analytics. Something telling them that the best chance, you know, this this situation played out thousands and thousands of times in football history. Our best scenario here is to kick it, try to get the ball back. We have two timeouts and the two minute warning. Um obviously it backfired. When it backfires you know, you're, 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 you're answering questions. Um, you know, what's going on with that team specifically, you know, the, the roster, it's a bottom, you know, the bottom half of the league roster, you have a quarterback who historically has struggled to stay healthy. Um, and your, your best player has been frustrated before the season even started. They had the circus with Chandler Jones in the, in the, uh, during camp, um, It's not good. Uh, I don't think they're a viable contender, even if things were going and everyone was rowing the boat in the same direction. Uh, It's an organization that has a lot of questions to answer specifically, and it all starts with the quarterback. Where are we going long-term, and is Jimmy Garoppolo the best guy to get us there? I think the answer is no. So now you're, you're, you're looking into who is the next guy, is he in the league right now, and we're going to try to trade for him or try to sign him as a free agent, or, or is it in this, this upcoming draft?
3: Josh Lucas joining us. He's the former director of player personnel for the Chicago Bears. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Josh, when, when Sean Payton agreed to be the head coach of the Broncos, what did you think of that marriage between the Broncos and Payton?
2: Having worked for him, with him, I know he's a top-five head coach in this league. Having seen Russell Wilson play at a high level for as long as he's played, knowing what Coach Payton helped, you know, the, 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 the levels he helped Drew Brees get to in his career, I thought it would look a lot better offensively. And they would have much more success to start the year. I'm shocked it's been 0-3. And then to lose as bad as they lost on Sunday, I watched that tape. As ugly of a defense performance as I can recall in the NFL, it looked like a powerhouse top-ten college team playing their homecoming game versus directional state, honestly. Run and pass. Um I know this about Coach Payton. He will figure it out, and they will get it turned around. Do they have the personnel to do it this year? I don't know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you're talking about a Hall of Fame head coach. He will figure it out, and they will win with, with Coach Payton in Denver.
3: Josh, they gave up 70 points.
2: They gave up 300,
3: 300 yards on the ground. Like I that feels it. like that feels like quitting to me. Like, how, how does that happen in the third week of the season?
2: Lack of personnel going against the best, most creative offensive play caller, most explosive offense in the league. Um, they weren't prepared and they were embarrassed. I can't explain it other than I can tell you, he will be on a war path, and it will get corrected.
3: Um, okay. What about the Bears? Um, we, you, you and I talked last week about man. I mean, this is a tough week. You lose your left tackle. The 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 quarterback says he's been overcoached. Right? Uh, they they lose their defensive coordinator with some suspicious stuff going on. How do they fix that mess?
2: It's a mess, Doug. And, and, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You know, I know. Coach said that that. He feels it's closer than what the you know the public perception might be what they're closer to is a is a nice soft spot in the schedule that might give them some relief Denver, Washington, Minnesota, and vegas four winnable games, but the reality is defensively, the strength going into the year is your, is your back five, your secondary injury bug has set in. They're banged up in their secondary. Their front four cannot generate pressure to save their lives. They're one of the worst in the league. They have one sack in three weeks. They spent a hundred million dollars on two linebackers who do not match well together at all. T.J. Edwards is a liability in man coverage so they're playing a lot of zone, and that's the head coach's philosophy. And Tremaine Edmonds is not a great zone defender. He does not have great awareness and instincts. It's a mess on defense. They can't get off the field. And it's just a big of a mess on the other side of the ball. You have a quarterback who is not playing well. He's not operating on time. He's slow in his processing. He's not confident, and on top of that, he's not being supported very well. They're top 10 in the league in drop passes. They're in the bottom five of the league in pressure given up. It does not, it's hard to hang your hat on one thing they do well as a team right now. This soft spot in their schedule hopefully will give them a chance to win a game and maybe get some confidence going. But long term this year, I just do not see a very talented, productive team on either side of the ball.
3: Outside of that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the, how was the show? Um, was the Cardinals win about the Cardinals or about the Cowboys?
2: Anytime you go on the road in this league and you're down three of your five starting linemen, you're going to have a let-off in production. It's never about just one thing. I do think that played a role in it. Give the credit... You know, to the Cardinals, two straight weeks in a row, they've played very respectable football at home, an undermanned roster. I think that coach is doing a hell of a job of getting those guys to compete. Um, but I do think Dallas was banged up and, and Arizona took advantage of it.
3: Hmm. Uh, okay, Josh, um, h- help me out with this. As I, as I look around the league and I'm trying to figure out the Chargers, okay, now they win a game, First, you talk about analytics. So, And I was told that analytics supported going for it on fourth and less than the yard in their own 24-yard line. They had a 75% conversion rate.
2: Is that possible? Is that real? (laughs) If that's what the analytics say, I don't support that decision. I think he continues to put – the head coach continues to put them in unfavorable positions, Um, you know, the bottom line is, though, when we talked about the Chargers last week, they had to get a win. They got a win. Uh, obviously, in doing so, they lost a, a big part of that offense. Um, you know, and I think they have an, uh, another very winnable game here coming up this week to get to 2-2 two and two before they're by. Uh, plenty of talent on that roster, and, and they have, one, of the, in my opinion, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, that I can't speak to why they, you know, Coach Daly would decide to to put themselves in, in those positions over and over again just because the analytics say that when you know it's kind of backfired on you in the past. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a, you know, I'm not a coach, and that's above my pay grade. You, you, you know,
3: um, you mentioned play calling, and Steichen was great with the Eagles last year. He obviously takes the Colts job. Uh, is it simply play calling? Or why do you think that Jalen Hurts is far less efficient than he's been previously?
2: Uh, 100% it has to do with it. You have a first-time NFL play caller. Uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. He's familiar with the quarterback. He's familiar with the offense. But calling plays for the first time on Sundays, you know, it it, it requires reps no different than a player. Um, and I think it has a, a major impact on why they haven't looked as explosive. They haven't been as productive. Um, you know, through the air, but at the end of the day, they're three and zero. He's got. He's going to learn. You know, more time on task. He's going to get better, and hopefully, the offense starts to starts to click. And they have the luxury of having an outstanding defense that can compensate for any lack of production on the other side of the ball.
3: Awesome stuff, Josh. Your work was outstanding, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Appreciate you,
3: Doug. All right, that's my guy Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. He joins us weekly on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio.
1: At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.